Hello and welcome to the Emma Ruth Vibe. On this podcast, we discuss and touch on the ups and downs of life, love, adventure, and faith. So I welcome you on this journey as we go through life and learn about the world. If you were with me from the very beginning of this podcast, you might notice that this episode will sound really familiar. I took it down because I became nervous, scared, something like that, of my ex-boyfriend and his family. I released this original episode on the Saturday after our breakup, and I received a fair amount of confirmation that I was standing for the truth, that I was doing the right thing, defending the gospel, and speaking truth into the world. The day after I released this original episode, I was at my pastor's house spending time with him and his family. I got a phone call from an unknown number, which, you know, happens a lot. Like, I don't know about you, but I get a lot of random spam calls, so I didn't answer. Plus, I was with others, so I was trying to be present with them. I saw on my Apple Watch that someone had commented on one of my TikToks, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, it happens a lot, like, you know, be like that. But I came home to my apartment, and I was alone. I opened my TikTok and saw seven comments from my ex's sister that were spreading hate into my life. You know, I mean, like one comment, maybe two, but like seven, that was, but she was saying that I was crazy and I was lucky that he stayed with me at all once he saw my true colors, that I'm a complete joke and I'm just trying to make myself look good and how I was controlling and what man would ever want to deal with me. You know, I would have been fine with just the comments, but the fact that the phone number was also hers made me nervous. I called my oldest brother because I wasn't sure what to do. I was afraid that someone was going to come into my apartment and try to start something with me. After I got off the phone with him, I blocked her on TikTok and other social media platforms. I did the same with the other family members that hadn't already blocked me. I took down the podcast because I was afraid that I would receive hate. The next morning, I talked with my mom and told her what was going on, and she said something that really stuck with me. She said, don't let her scare you off. It was a good message. I think you should put it back up and just block her on everything you can. Then keep on living your best life and ignore her. And the part that stuck out to me the most, she said, you're destined to be a public figure, and you're going to have some haters. And it made me so disappointed because I realized I had never stood up for the gospel. In a lot of ways, I feel like I've never had to go against injustice or the lies of the world, you know, at least not to this extent. I've spoken truth before, but I've never had people push back or come after me. So as I share this story, I'm reminded of the line from the musical Hamilton, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? On May 20th, 2021, I was dumped by the person I I thought I would spend the rest of my life with. You might ask, Emma Ruth, you were only with him for a month. How could you possibly believe that you're going to spend your life with him? I've been in love before, one other time. And it was a sweet relationship. He was a sweet man. I loved him. I, I loved him with everything. But regarding our faith, we were just on different pages. He wasn't a bad person, just not the one. But with this boyfriend, it was different. He was different. And in all of the most wonderful and amazing ways. I look back at my journal entries and he was perfect. I mean, I thought he was. 
I wrote down things like, he seems so sweet and like he actually likes Jesus. That'll be refreshing. Or after our first date, I wrote, it's like he already gets me. I've always wanted someone who can be cheesy and lame and not need me to facilitate. And I said that he seems so respectful of my boundaries, which is really nice. He was easily the best boyfriend that I've ever had. He bought me flowers for no reason. Gave me one of his hoodies when I said I missed him, but he smelled good. He would send me the occasional but frequent corny pickup line, which totally matched my vibe. You know, we did a devotional together with the Bible app. We started going to a Bible study together. We met each other's parents. I felt like I was with my other half. I believe in the one, just not the one and only. And I thought he was the one. I went on a date a month or two before I met him, and that guy just seemed like all of the things I'm afraid people think of me. You know, that I'm overbearing or, you know, just too much in your face, and he was all those things. But with him, it was like I was talking to myself and all of the qualities I actually like about myself. Yet we still had differences to keep things interesting. I mean, I can honestly say that I've never felt this way about anyone in my life. But I woke up that Thursday to a good morning text followed up by a, can we talk? His reason for ending things was that he felt God had told them that we needed to go our separate ways, that he wasn't sure why God was pulling us apart, but he can't ignore God. You know, while it's possible that this is true, I firmly believe he was lying. You know, he did this over text. He couldn't even, you know, answer the phone. When I called him, he let it ring and he was like, I can't talk right now. Evidence has come to light in the days following the end of our relationship that tell me he was lying. I believe that the real reason he broke up with me was that he was angry with me for calling him out for not even attempting to show the love of Christ to an entire group of people. In one of my counseling sessions, it was brought to my attention that I have very little, if any, compassion and grace for myself, and that if I want to show kindness and compassion to the world, I need to make sure that I'm doing the same for myself. So this idea was already on the forefront of my mind. The point of this episode is not to bash on my ex-boyfriend, but to talk about the beauty of this world that God created and how broken our society is. I recently listened to a podcast on biblical womanhood, and one of the first things that was discussed was how men and women are meant to be equal, but not the same. Equality does not mean sameness. God created man first and was later given a helper that was suitable for him. Women were meant to be companions, not servants or lesser than. Our roles and relationships, the church, family, etc. are different, but that does not make one person better or worse than another. I will now proudly argue that the love of Christ is not political. The love of Christ is for all people. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Luke 19.10 while our country may have been founded on Christian values, we are not biblically sound. In every election, especially the most recent one, we were given options that weren't great. But they were the options we were given. And as a people, as a society, we do our best to vote for the candidate that best fits the things we think are most important. That might be education or healthcare. Neither candidate will fit, fit each thing we are most passionate about but we vote based on what we think is most important. And once they are, are voted into office, it's our job as a country, and especially as Christians, to support whoever is our voted representative. 
you don't have to like them. But that is no reason to make what is clearly a difficult job that much harder. One of the things I love about my church is when we have a section of the service called Prayers of the People. One of the things we pray for is for the leaders of our country, the nation and all in authority. And we call our leaders by name. When Trump was in office, we said, we pray for our President Donald. Now that Biden is our president, we say, we pray for our President Joseph. Why? They're still people. Not these punching bags that deserve to be hit every chance we get. They're just doing the best they can. My ex had a friend who was getting married, and we were supposed to go to the wedding together. He was going to be a groomsman and was debating on pulling out of the wedding at the last second. When he told me this, I tried to convince him that he needed to keep his commitment of being in a wedding. It's not like he was just, you know, someone like an an attendee, attendee. Um, (laughs) but just because he hated his friend's fiance, who obviously did not, or clearly did not sound that great. It was a week before the wedding. You know, you knew you didn't like her when they started dating. You knew you didn't like her when they got engaged. So, and you still made the commitment. You still agreed to be a groomsman. You know, he could stop being friends with this guy later, but pulling out a week before the wedding is an awful move. He told me that he'd think about it, but was like, yeah, I just don't want to go. He had made comments in the past about how he didn't agree with people who supported abortion or different racial justice issues. And knowing that this was a new relationship, I didn't say anything at first. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that I wasn't, because I wasn't sure if it was like a one-time comment or if it was just like, you know, he was willing to grow and be in a growth mindset. He made it clear that he was conservative, which is totally fine with me. I want to know how you came to your conclusion but I really don't care where you fall politically because I also have a hard time understanding how you can be closed-minded to even being around people who think differently than you. I can't imagine politics being the reason I don't like someone. I am personally a huge believer in the gray area. I don't believe that any issue is black and white. While I guess I come to some conclusions on different issues, I believe that everything is so much deeper than this should or shouldn't be legal. I believe that evil exists in the world regardless of our laws, and evil doesn't care about what's legal or not. Regardless of beliefs, race, sexual orientation, or anything else, I believe that people are people and need to be treated with kindness and respect. I believe that life is hard for other people in ways that I will never understand. I believe these things with hope. The Bible states that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves, and how dare I act like I know more or am better than God. Who am I to decide that you are any less valuable or worthy than someone else? I remember going to the Ash Wednesday service this year and hearing a line of the liturgy that said, God doesn't hate anything that he has created. I mean, I was thinking about it regarding myself because I was really struggling with my self-esteem, but it applies to how we think about other people. If God doesn't hate any person or anything that he created, why do we act like we can go around hating someone or something? I believe that I have a calling to be an adoptive parent. I mean, I've always wanted kids. It's always been like, oh, I'll have like five children, which five four tops, (laughs) but I've never had this desire to carry my own child. I don't get baby fever. I love the kids of my friends, but I really love getting to leave after I babysit. 
I mean, if I was told by a doctor that I couldn't have kids, I'd be like, cool, where's the nearest adoption agency? And the other part is that I want to adopt a kid. I want to adopt adopt the children who are, quote, no longer desirable. I would be perfectly happy and content to never have a baby. Give me the five-year-olds, four-year-olds, six-year-olds. I'm totally here for it. And I told my ex very early, early on that I wanted to adopt because most people want to have their own kids. And at one point, he asked if I wanted to adopt nationally or internationally. And I thought this was like a weird question because I'd never really thought about it. I'm just like, give me the kids who need a home. And I asked him why. And he wanted to know if I wanted a white kid or a black kid. He said that he wanted his kids to look like him, even if we adopted them. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You do understand, first of all, that there are more than just white people in the U.S. And second of all, that there are white kids who look nothing alike. I have a blood-related cousin who's ridiculously skinny, has black hair and a really round face because she's, like, partially Italian, whereas I have brown hair, am not skinny, and I don't know what my face shape is, but it's not round. (laughs) Like, we look absolutely nothing alike, but we are still related by blood. But because I had the rose-colored glasses on, I decided to ignore it, even though I decided in that moment that if he and I got married one day, I wouldn't adopt a child. I wouldn't do that to a kid, that if I wanted to have kids, they'd all have to be biologically mine. But then I decided to stand up for myself and the rest of the world. On the Tuesday night before we broke up, we were talking about the previously mentioned wedding. And again, he hated this fiance, like for no reason. There are plenty of people that I don't like, but I don't hate anyone. There have been people that have truly hurt me and done wrong against me. And while I might have said that I hate them because I'm absolutely furious with them, I don't hate people. And he expressed his feelings about this fiancé, but said that his reason for hating her was because she was liberal. And when he said that, it bothered me. How can you claim to know the love of Christ yet not be able to agree to disagree? And I knew that since it bothered me now, it would bother me again down the road but I might blow up at him the longer I waited to say anything. So while I could be level-headed and clear, I confronted him. I said that I wanted to point out that not all liberal people are bad people, that I knew some wonderful Christians who were liberal. I know plenty of wonderful Christians who are conservative as well, but we can have different ways of looking at things. We need to show kindness to all people. We support broken people who need God. We don't support their sin or shortcomings. Part of our job as Christians is to pray for wisdom and guidance and that we can go forth knowing if we're doing the right thing or not. We aren't here to make converts. I've always thought of that in a religious sense. We aren't here to make people Christians. We're here to spread the gospel and show the love of Christ to a broken, hurting, and desperate world. We aren't here to make people Democrats or Republicans, liberal or conservative. We are here to serve our God. We can't change anyone. The only one who can affect change is God. I genuinely, genuinely do not care where you stand politically as long as you are still a good person. I've since discovered that my ex is not. He has hate in his heart and for people who are different than him. So when it comes to your beliefs and your values, especially as a Christian, you must be able to form your opinion on knowledge, faith, and love. 
I don't care what your opinion is. I just need to know that it's been thought through and can be supported. As I was preparing for this episode, I was reminded of when I started group singing when I was in elementary school. We were singing in a round, which, in case you don't know, is when we're all singing the same line but coming at different parts. And it leads to harmonies and is a great tool to teach how to sing in parts. But when I started, I had to plug my ears with my fingers. I was like, I can't hold my line because the noise around me is so loud and different than what I'm singing. Like, I, I literally, I was like, I can't do this. And I, I couldn't sing my part in the group because I was still learning it. But once I felt like I knew it, I could hold my own. I could take my fingers out of my ears. And I sang my part within the round and I was able to contribute to the group and create beauty. Our world is like a choir. We have all these different voices. When we go through life, we learn from the people around us. We figure out our part and our role. So when we come together, we create beauty. We create harmonies. Sometimes they'll clash and not sound pretty, but it's still music. I forever want to be in a growth mindset, but I want to be so secure in my beliefs that I can surround myself with people who think differently than me. God commands us to be in the world, just not of it. We're able to stand up for God when the rest of the world says no, when the world wants to fight or argue or push back. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God of salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Romans 1, 16 through 17. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next time on the Emma Ruth Vibe.